Hi, moms. I'm Becca Carnahan. And I'm Marie Tremblay. We're two mom friends and career development professionals here to help you answer that big question. What do I want to be when I grow up? Just because we're moms now doesn't mean we're all the way grown up yet. I know I'm not. Me neither. And we want to give you permission to grow, change, and evolve as a parent and professional. By sharing real stories from real moms, including our own, we're going to help you navigate the motherhood identity shift, career changes, work-life balance questions, and more. Are you ready to keep growing up with us? Yes? Then let's do this. Hi, Becca. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're already at episode 13. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I mean, it's been a few months, right? Yes. <laughs> and it's super exciting. Thank yeah. you for everyone who's been listening and tuning in with us. We just have to say that. Um, it's been so wonderful to connect with you yeah. via podcast. Mm -hmm. And thank you for reaching out um, to the emails with your questions. Please continue to do that at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us. We love to hear from everyone. Um, and this week, we're talking about uh, a shift that some people will do as a parent um, is shifting from full-time to a part-time employee. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about if it really works or not. Uh, mm -hmm. Because for some people, part-time is this unicorn. And I have a lot of people, and we'll talk about Meg's story here in a second. A lot of people will come to me and say, well, I am either thinking about going back into the workforce or I'm thinking about making a shift and really ideally a part-time job would be the right fit for me. And like we're going to say with Meg, we need to figure out if it actually is the mm. right fit. Because in some ways, part-time is incredible. In some, time, in some ways, there can be challenges with part-time work too. So before we get into that, should we tell you Meg's story? Yes. Okay. Um, so... Meg is a mom. She's a higher education professional, and she is managing some major FOMO <laughs> as a working <laughs> parent. Um, so she likes her job. She's worked in higher education for a while now, and having two paychecks is definitely helpful. So she and her partner both work full time in raising their kids. It, it works well for their family. However, Meg is also looking around. She's on the Facebook moms groups and uh -oh. she's, yeah. <laughs> she's looking around and seeing other, other parents who are volunteering in her kids' classrooms. And when she goes to sign up to bring paper plates uh, to the party instead of showing up at the party, she is feeling sad. There's no shame in bringing paper plates, by the way. I sign mm. up for the plates every single time. <laughs> but Meg was feeling guilty about it. I don't particularly feel guilty, mm. but Meg felt guilty about it. And she also just wanted to be there, which I totally get that. So she wanted to volunteer in the kids' classrooms. She wanted to coach soccer in the afternoon. She was just feeling frustrated. She felt like she was missing a lot when she was working her kind of traditional nine to five plus commute. Mm -hmm. So one idea that Meg had been kicking around is working part-time instead of full-time. So super common to have this idea. And so she's working at her, the local university. It's not a terrible commute. She travels about 25 minutes or so, not bad. And she's wondering if this arrangement will help her meet the needs of having more time with her twin seven-year-olds and if it'll still be fulfilling and she's also wondering about the money, too. Like, does this actually make sense? Part-time, yes. Could it give me more time? But it also means less money. Mm -hmm. uh, lots, of, lots of questions here yeah. for Meg. Yeah. So she needs to establish a plan and check out some numbers first. Yeah. Right? Yep. So do you start by your needs? 
with that idea. Yeah. Think, it, it's a, it can be a fun idea, but you have to be realistic with your family's needs. You have to establish your baseline first. Yes. Yep, exactly. So we're going right back to Meg's career criteria. Mm. So part of the career criteria is a needs assessment. And if you start with your needs assessment being like, I want to make enough money to help support my family. That's a good place to start. But as your friendly career coach here, I'm going to say, <laughs> what's your number? And you're going to be like, oh, do I have to come up with the number? I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. Um, you need to figure out what your budget looks like. What are your di your family's different income streams? How is that translating to the bottom line of, of meeting your family's goals? Mm -hmm. Remember that whatever transition you're making does not need to be a forever thing. We talk about this a lot. We talked about it last time with Penny and contract work. So it doesn't have to be a full-time transition to part-time work forever. Mm -hmm. But it's important to know what those numbers are and what your timeline might look like so that you can plan accordingly, financially. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing that I said to Meg. Okay, let's. does this make sense financially? Um, but along the same lines, I also just wanted to talk with her about what she wanted this part-time job to look like. Because remember, she's, she's wondering about yeah. money, but she's also wondering about fulfillment and still enjoying her job she doesn't want to suddenly hate her job now mm. and then be miserable going into the part-time job that she has created for herself mm. and bring that energy home because then she's not helping anybody no so she really needs to reflect on the scope yes of the work yep that she might be doing mm -hmm. so we needed to look at her career criteria from multiple different angles one mm -hmm. was the needs but the other was the the day-to-day -day skills like she knows she liked the culture of the place that she was working the culture was good it's a big um, one yeah yeah yep so she was happy with culture um we could probably do 16 more episodes on oh, culture yeah. alone um yeah. and we will you, you actually can we talk about it you just got an article out oh yeah, I did. Harvard Business Review. I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll link to that one yeah. here. Um, uh, and it was super fun. Did this with um friends and colleagues, uh, Jacqueline Kerr and Emily Stark, who are amazing. Shout out to Jacqueline and Emily. Uh, pulling together a list of questions that you can ask and things that you can look for when you're assessing company culture. So Our episode from a few weeks ago too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was related to Asha's story, and we'll we'll make sure we send you over to the HBR article too, because I was yeah. pretty psyched about that. <laughs> uh, so we have lots to talk about with culture. Uh, fortunately for Meg, her culture fit was good. Was good. So she did need to think about her day to day skills that she wanted to be using. Mm -hmm. In her current job, she was she was wearing a lot of hats. We use that term a lot. Um, she, but she was wearing a lot of hats. It was well. Uh, we live in a world where employees wear lots of hats. We do, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's fun, and yeah. it actually um, is fun for Meg in mm -hmm. some ways that she likes being able to work in these cross functional teams and work with a lot of different departments. And her job is is kind of changing, even though higher education is pretty cyclical. There's students coming in and there's admission cycles and yeah. all of that. But she was still able to kind of bounce around a little bit. She was worried about losing that because she was thinking about the scope of her role and like, okay, can I do all of that in a part-time capacity? She wasn't mm. sure. So she started to play around with this idea of what does part-time even look like to me in terms of 
percentage because part-time is not always 50%. Mm. Part-time can be 50%. It could be 75% or 80%. There's lots of different ways that you can chunk this out in a part-time role. Yeah, but how how do you meet in the middle between mm. your employer and yourself? Yeah. What do you chunk? Because well, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> yes. you still have some tasks that need to be done. So how do you sort of strategize yeah. that approach Yeah. when you'll sit? Because you, you need something very specific when you'll have that conversation uh-huh. with your employers. So there's a couple different ways you can think about this. So if you're thinking and looking at your schedule, and like, okay, from an ideally a part-time role for me would actually be 20 hours a week. 20 hours a week would allow me, and you're writing all this down, like, right, you're mapping this out for yourself, and Meg did the same thing. Um, If a a 20-hour-a-week situation would be ideal for me, what does that mean in terms of days that I'm actually in the office or I'm working? Am I working every single day, or is it um, just on certain days that I am in the office or or working. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but she could also do some admin tasks at home mm-hmm. maybe once a week or she can sort of play with that yeah. aspect. Too. So she had to think about like what what does that look like in terms of what she was ideally Let's figure out what you ideally want first before you figure before okay, you think the about ideal. the So yeah, so she figures out the ideal of okay, maybe it is I'm working 20 hours a week and that is based on a certain number of days that you're in the office. One way to think about a part-time capacity, if she is doing it that way, like a, she's only working on certain days, is a job share arrangement. Mm. So it might be that the employer actually still gets 100% of a role, but you and someone else are job sharing. Who's that someone else? Yeah, so, yeah you got to find the right other person. That's Maybe a magic part. Yeah, yeah you have to find the other, the other partner who, yeah. and then scoping it out based on who's taking on what tasks, mm-hmm. based on who's in the office when, yeah. et cetera. So that's one way to think about part-time. You could also think about it, okay, if I'm scoping it out based on when I'm going to be available, what tasks make the most sense in that time frame. If I'm actually, if for Meg, if she really enjoys the student facing part of her role, mm. maybe she wants to be in the in the office or at, at the school in the afternoons because that's when the students are more available. So mm-hmm. she actually works from 12 to four um, each of these days, but she's home in the mornings to get her kids off to school and volunteer in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So that's an option, too. She needs to think about what are the tasks that she wants to do. Maybe she's actually more interested in the the data or doing some work behind the scenes, in which case maybe she flips when she's working. So she's doing more work in the morning, and then she's super available in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. So you need to think about what are the projects that you would want to keep if a job share makes the most sense for your employer so that you fill all of that um, of the role, or if you chunk it out and then think about who else might want to take on other parts of that role Mm -hmm. or how that, how else that might get filled. So you work on that proposition. Yep. Yep. So I don't mean to be the Debbie Downer here, (laughs) but there's always like a double-edged sword with Mm -hmm. part-time work. You know, sometimes you end up taking on part-time job, a part-time role, but you do, (laughs) you, you, you still do more. Yeah. And you're paid half less. Yeah. So yeah. can you 
Can you help us understand how we can better avoid that situation? Yeah. I guess it's in the scope uh-huh. of the contract at first. And um, I've totally been there too. Um, moving into, and I think that's where the 80% can be tricky for some people. Um, so you're not working one one day a week, the other days you're working full time and then it's 80%. What happened for me, and I totally did this to myself, to be honest. Like, no one was doing this to me. Um, I was constantly, my day on my day off, still checking email or being like, oh, well, maybe I'll just hop onto that call. And then really doing 100% of the job for 80% pay. Because that's the thing we need to consider with all this, right? Is that if you're moving to part-time, more than likely, you're going to be cutting your your salary too. So yeah. valuing your own time. So I think there's there's a part of it's related to scope of what you're actually going to take off of your plate because you will need to take something off your plate. You can't do everything that you're currently doing in your full-time job. Mm-hmm. You just can't you can't do it part-time. I know that you're amazing, but you have to let it go. You have to let it go. <laughs> you have to let some stuff go. Yeah. So figuring out what you're willing what you're willing to let go of and actually let go of it. Hmm. Otherwise, you can fall into this trap of doing more work than you're getting paid for. I mean, you can still embrace your type A personality without trying to do everything. Because if you take that decision, you really have to let go of some tasks. You do. Hmm. Yep. Uh, But I think your your point is is well taken here that you can still be your your type A, super ambitious self in a part-time role. You can be super organized. You can be like pushing forward the project that you are working on full force Mm -hmm. and be really focused in on this specific part of your role that you have highlighted as as this is part of my scope. Just go be amazing at that thing. Don't try to be amazing at other things Mm. that aren't part of your scope anymore. Um, Measure your success in a different way. Measure it based on success within the projects that are actually within your scope in this part-time role. Hmm. So for Meg, uh, you know, it was a proposal at the same employer, but Mm -hmm. what if you're looking for a part-time role? Um, where, where do you look for? Yeah. 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 Uh, so exactly. Meg, Meg was happy with this university. So she wanted to Mm. propose a role that's a part-time role and will link to, we have a proposal that we, um, that I often will times point people to, to how to think about crafting this. Mm -hmm. And we use that a lot in the career clarity community when I'm telling people, okay, if you need, if you're thinking about crafting this part-time role, we need to have a proposal as part of that. Uh, but there are part-time roles that exist that you might be applying for or interested in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sound a bit like a broken record here because you've heard me talk about networking and relationships oh, yeah. a lot. Uh, but I do think that's a hugely important part of this because, yes, there are going to be employers who post part-time roles. You can set up your job search alerts mm-hmm. on LinkedIn or on Indeed for part-time roles and definitely do it. Set up your alerts. But let's repeat it, 80% of jobs found through networking and networking yeah yep and that's going to be the same thing with part-time roles and i would argue it might even be a little bit higher to be honest with you because these are it could be small businesses who are hiring part-time employees Mm -hmm. and they might not be spending a lot of money to advertise a job like you can post jobs for free on some job boards but some if you're trying to attract more candidates have a job ad sometimes there's there's money attached to it Mm -hmm. or the small businesses is really just excited to hear from people that they know referrals um, because they're putting a lot of stake in the game of hiring someone so they want to feel really comfortable 
hiring someone onto their team. Mm. So if they're getting someone from referrals and people that are already in their network, they're going to be much more comfortable with that. So definitely making sure that people in your network know what you are interested in. I'm looking to stay within higher education or within the education sector, uh, moving into more of a part-time role where I would specialize in X, Y, and Z. Think about what are your areas of expertise that you would be able to add value. Mm. So networking, networking, networking. Yeah. Tell people what you want. Tell your friends and family what you're looking for. You don't need to wear a sign on your head walking around saying like, I'm or looking for a new job. <laughs> or you could. You could. Oh, I, oh she's fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't hate that idea. Uh, but if you're currently employed yeah. and you're worried about it, you're worried about putting it out there to your current employer that you are looking part-time because you don't want to stay there. Mm. You want to look somewhere else. Who are your trusted people? Your mm. your friends, Always your start family. There. Start there. And it's going to snowball. Yep. Yeah. It, but if you just tell them that you're looking for something part-time, all your well-meaning friends and family are going to start sending you every single job posting for mm. every single part-time role and you're going to get very <laughs> overwhelmed and it's going to be stuff that was posted two months ago and they're going to say like, oh, I saw this online. Maybe you should think about this. It's going to get overwhelming. So you do need to be more specific about what you're looking for and why. Mm. So give them some a little more parameters to work with. You're not telling them to go search for you, but they're going to do it anyway. So give mm. them some parameters in terms of industry, in terms of function, in terms of skills that you're excited about using, size and stage of company, Tell them about what you're excited about doing next and what you're starting to look into. Ask them if they know anyone kind of within those yeah. fields that you'd, they recommend that you talk to. Start with your trusted people, and that's where more of the part-time opportunities are going to start to pop up. You can also utilize some good networking groups too. So you can tell your close people, uh, but there's also – I'm part of a network called Hey Mama, which mm. is wonderful, and it's a group of other other parents other moms and in that community there's a jobs and hiring section and oftentimes these are other small business owners who are posting saying I'm looking for a part-time someone to start part-time for my company doing this particular role Mm, people make great connections there yeah Um, so there are other places that if you feel like your existing network isn't helping you connect with other part-time opportunities or you don't want to stay and craft your part-time role in your existing mm-hmm. organization like Meg, like Meg did successfully, by the way. Um, that proposal worked out really well for her. Uh, but there are other places that you can start to build your network to find these opportunities too. And I know that it was super helpful for Meg to network in the community and she got oh, yeah. great opportunities there mm-hmm. too. Uh, if you want to check us out and know what we're about you can always go to um, nextchaptercareers.us and sign up for the webinar yeah there's a free training right there on the homepage. Um, so come check it out you can learn more about our community and how the the program behind the career clarity program really helps you work through these strategies of figuring out what you want to do but Mm. also the community element is such a huge value Mm. And I know it was helpful for Meg in this situation to be able to talk with other folks, bounce ideas off each other. Articulate what she wants before getting out there. Yeah. Yeah. And get some feedback on that proposal. It's another thing we do all the time. (laughs) 
Thanks for tuning in to When Mommy Grows Up. If you're interested in learning more about how career coaching can help you along your journey of growing up as a mom and professional, head over to beccacarnahan.com slash free training for a free training on how to land a fulfilling job you love without giving up the flexibility you need. You can contact us at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us if you have questions, comments, or want to share your story for some coaching on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be here every week with coaching stories and two mom friends in your corner. 